Psalm 127, we'll start reading at the third verse. It reads, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. I want you to notice that fifth verse, happy or blessed is the man who has his quiver full of them. The quiver was the container used to carry the arrows. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. I'm going to speak into our collective destiny from the subject, this quiver is full. All the people said amen. amen. Now I want you to pray with me before you're seated and I want you to pray out of your belly, pray out of your spirit man, pray out of your inner man and let's ask God for the mind of Christ tonight and lift your voice and pray. Thank you, Jesus. We need you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have prayed. The people said amen, and you may be seated. Now, of course, this passage is perfect for baby dedications. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it describes the blessing of having children. The blessing of having children. But on another level, it speaks to us about the mystery of our own presence on planet Earth. It speaks to us about the mystery of our own presence on planet Earth. When it describes children as arrows, children are like arrows. And he is not here describing toys for boys. He is describing weapons for warriors. Children are like weapons in the hand of a warrior. And when I think into this, I get the sense that God himself released us into time like a warrior releases the arrow from the bow. And of course, when warriors release an arrow from the bow, they are always aiming at something very specific. It is as though God aimed from eternity at a particular point in time before releasing us with power. He aimed from eternity at a particular point in time 
before releasing us with power. Now, in order to get that, you, you have to understand the difference between your creation and your manifestation. You see, we were created before we appeared. So that your birth, your conception and birth simply marks the moment of your manifestation. But your creation happened way back in time. We heard it tonight that whom he did foreknow. We know that the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. And we know that God finished his work from the beginning of the world so that before your father knew your mother, God knew you. Jeremiah, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came out of the womb, I sanctified and ordained you a prophet to the nations. This means that God had intention for Jeremiah's life before Jeremiah appeared in the world. So that his appearance or his manifestation was, was the act of God releasing him from eternity into time like an archer releases an arrow from the bow. God aimed from eternity at that point in time and released Jeremiah with power. What should we call him? Let's call him Jeremiah. But on another level, this was God releasing him like an arrow from the bow. And this explains the mystery of our presence on planet Earth. You see, we could have been born at any time and in any place. Yet, for some reason, you were born at this time and in this place. Why weren't you born in the 1500s? Why weren't you born in the 1200s? Why weren't you born? 2,000 years ago, why were you born now, at this time, and in this particular place? You were born at this time, and in this particular place, because God, who foreknew you, took you from his quiver, put that arrow inside the bow, and pointed at Nigeria. Oh, this is good. He aimed from eternity at this particular point in time and selected you to be present on planet earth for such a time as this. It is critical if we're going to go any further tonight that we understand that we are not accidentally here. We are not coincidentally here. We are not incidentally here. In fact, we are an intentional, deliberate, strategic, meaningful, purposeful manifestation of God's infinite wisdom and eternal purpose. God planned your arrival. And you are here on purpose. Skillful archers are always aiming at a target. Shoo. 
means that God was aiming at something very specific when he released you into the world. The reason you were born in this generation, at this time, and in this place is because God selected you to do something that you were made to do. Woo! But what happens when we're born into the world? You know, when the arrow enters this realm. What happens? What happens? We're born in sin. Shaped in iniquity. In sin did my mother conceive me. And I know that we've gotten lots of ideas about what sin is and what sin does. But fundamentally, the word sin means to miss the mark. Ooh. So that whatever God was aiming at when he released you into the earth, you missed the mark. And we miss the mark because sin has this effect of erasing or scrambling our memories so that we no longer know as we grow and become conscious we have to literally rediscover who we are whose we are why we are here because we all fundamentally miss the mark so it at at, at your first birth he was aiming at something he released you into the earth you missed the mark and he says you must be born again yeah let's 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 start this all over again let's 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 redeem you let's reclaim you let's pick you up let's clean you off let's sharpen you back up again because I'm gonna release you a second time I released you the first time you missed the mark this time I'm going to release you and you're going to hit your target look at your neighbor say I'm gonna hit my target this time You see, salvation, the new birth, is not really meant to be an insurance policy or a visa to get you into heaven when you die. Actually, salvation is this process by which God reconnects and reunites you with his original intentions for you. So that if you are saved but do not discover who you are meant to be in this world, you are missing the most explosive, the most adventurous, and the most dynamic aspect of Christianity. Because what makes Christianity so exciting is the discovery of who you really are and who you are in his eyes and why you are present on planet earth and what it is you are meant to do i venture to say that until you discover that the entire experience can become quite frustrating which is why when jesus said to his disciples who do you say that i am and simon said you are the christ the son of the living God. Jesus said, Simon, you're blessed. That didn't come from your friends. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. My father revealed that to you. But now you have a revelation of me. Now I say to you that you are Peter. In other words, now you have a revelation of Christ. The next thing you need to have is a revelation of you. 
The minute you realize who Christ is, he's going to tell you who you are. Because if you know who Christ is but don't know who you are, all you're going to have is potential power. Mm -hmm. And as I look around here, there's a lot of potential power in this room. There is potential in this room beyond our wildest imagination. But see, so long as you only know Christ but don't know you, then that power remains potential. It only becomes kinetic. Oh, come on now. It only becomes kinetic at the point that you realize who you are in him. It is not Christ in heaven that is the hope of glory. It is Christ in you. That is the hope of glory. So there is a revelation that we are meant to have. When we meet Jesus and we discover who he is, he's going to turn around and show you who you are. Because only at that point does your potential energy become kinetic. Now, what do I mean? I mean that when it comes to power, when it comes to power, when it comes to impact, there's kind of two, two types of power. Potential power. Potential power is, is that the power of the arrow in the bow. But it's only potential. When it's released from the bow, it becomes kinetic, which means it is in motion. It is now moving, and because it is moving, it can impact on a target. That is the difference. You know, if you go bowling, when you pick up the bowling ball, what you're holding is potential power. But once you roll it in the direction of the pins, you have released its kinetic motion. It's now moving, so it can impact. There is no impact without motion. No impact without motion. So, so if there is something God wants to do in this very week, it is to get us moving in the direction of a target. Because nothing is impacted while I think about it. Nothing's impacted while I'm contemplating it. Nothing's impacted while I am meditating on it. It is only impacted when that contemplation and meditation is translated into an operation and I get up and I begin doing something that I was not doing before. So if this is to be a turning point meeting, it's going to be the meeting that gets you to do something different or something that you've not done before, but moving in a direction. Woo. Touch your neighbor, say, I'm ready to move. So he says, I'm going to fire you again. I'm going to fire you again. I was, I was aiming at something when I released you into the world, and you missed the mark. Now I've redeemed you. I'm going to fire you again. How many of you want God to fire you off? Wouldn't it be amazing if God just fired you off? My God, we all want God to fire us off. But see, God, see, arrows are not toys for boys. Arrows are weapons for warriors. And no warrior is simply going to fire off an arrow into the random. There's some things that he has to do first. Somebody say first. First thing you have to do is aim. Aim. And then you fire. You don't fire, then aim. You aim, then you fire. So God wants to aim us. 
before he fires us. And I don't know about you, but I say, yes, Lord. Lord, aim me before you fire me because I don't have time to waste. I don't want to be propelled into a direction that is, again, missing the mark, the point, the purpose, the objective, the intention of God. I don't want you to fire me until you have aimed me first. Everyone say, aim me, Jesus. Well, you know what aiming really means? It means, number one, that you cannot aim at anything if you do not have sight of your target. Sight of your target, that is called vision. Everyone say vision. Everyone say vision. I don't want God to fire me until I have sight of my target. I don't want him to fire me until I have vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And the last thing we want is for the anointing to propel us in a direction. And there is no vision. There is no objective. There is no strategy. There is no end game. So God, show me the target I am meant to hit. And if you show it to me, then, then I'm going to feel more comfortable with being fired. Sight of the target. One more time, say vision. If you're going to aim, you have to concentrate on your target. Everyone say focus. That's right. You're going to have to concentrate. And in order to concentrate, you are going to have to prioritize and push certain things into your periphery so that you can focus on a particular objective. Now, focus is critical. If you're going if, if to fire me, please focus me first. Don't fire me until you focus me. And we've got way too many people fired up but not focused. And so all of the energy is dissipated. It's all wasted. We're not in a generation. We're not in an hour that can afford to waste energy. We've got to have vision and we've got to have what? Focus. In order to aim at something, you must have sight of your target vision. You must concentrate on your target and you must point at it. That means you must align yourself in the direction of the target. You must have direction. Everyone say direction. So I need vision. I need focus and I need direction. Vision, focus, and direction. And when I have vision, I have focus, and I have direction, God can fire me. But until that time, that firing might be a waste of time. So I don't want him to fire me until he focuses me. I don't want him to fire me until I have vision. I don't want him to fire me until I have direction. No, no, no. And can I tell you that firing doesn't take as much time as does aiming. It's the aiming that takes the time. And I know some folks are frustrated right now saying, God, it's been years that I've been believing for you to launch me into new direction, dimensions. It's been years I've been waiting. But see, the years of your waiting are not years of waiting on God to fire you. They are the years that it has taken for God to focus you. Yeah, it, it's not taking years for God to fire you. In fact, I found out that God can simply pull the trigger, let go of the string, and, and, and in moments you are catapulted into new dimensions. How many of you believe in the 24-hour miracle? 
Can I tell you that they are real? That very suddenly your life can change dramatically. That you can go to bed tonight and wake up tomorrow in an entirely different place. One phone call can change your life. One email can change your life. One random meeting can change your life. And if God wants to put a million pounds in your hand, he can do it tonight. It is not the firing that's taking the time. It's the focus that's taking the time. It's the vision that's taking the time. It's the direction that's taking the time. So I say, God, however much time it's going to take for you to focus me and give me some clarity about what you have called me to do, then, then let that happen. Let that happen because when you fire me, I know it's not going to take long for me to get where I'm going. Can I share with you one of the most wonderful paradoxes of Scripture? And it is this. Though it tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not tarry. How odd is that? Though it tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not tarry. What does that mean? It means that it may take a long time before you see the promise of God fulfilled in your life. But when God fulfills that promise, it will happen so fast that it will erase the memory of the time that you waited for it. Come on, somebody. You may have been at this for 20 years, 30 years, or 40 years, but what God is about to do in your life will happen so fast you won't remember the pain of having to wait wait so long though it tarry wait for it when it comes it will happen so fast it will happen so suddenly it will happen so speedily Woo. I get this I get the feeling tonight I'm about to I'm about to release something in here tonight thanks for bearing with me through my introduction here tonight but watch this listen listen I get the sense that some of you are going to be catapulted into new positions uh, by the conclusion of this very meeting you know the catapult was 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 a technological innovation on the arrow the catapult was a technological innovation on the arrow because what they said was, what the men of war said was, listen, if this can work for an arrow in a bow, what if we create a massive bow, right? Put a rock inside of it and then, and then begin to apply that elastic potential energy because then maybe we can hurl or throw large objects, stones in the direction of the enemy's camp and knock out enemy fortresses and enemy installations. Maybe we can do it. And so they developed the catapult. It was originally a weapon of war and it was used to throw stones at the enemy's camp at high speed. You know, as I prayed into this meeting, here's what I heard from God that this very meeting is going to be a catapult for some of you that you're going to be thrown at great speed in the direction of your destiny your destiny will be accelerated and your testimony will be accelerated and it will happen suddenly doesn't take God a long time to give you the contract that changes everything it will not take God a long time to give you the resources needed to take your vision to the next level. One phone call can change everything and you might get the phone call tonight. 
One email in the morning can change everything and you might get that email in the morning. Stop running away from your mail. There's a miracle on its way to you. It will happen very suddenly because when it comes to firing, it's easy. That's the easy part. Getting the million in your hands is the easy part. Getting you on location, that's the easy part. The hard part is aiming. It's, it's aiming. It's your vision. It's your focus. It's your, whew, it's your direction that you've aligned your life in that direction. And when those three things come together, I'm here to tell you that there is no witch or wizard. There is no Freemason, no Illuminati. There is no conspiracy. There is nothing that can prevent your sudden rise to the levels uh, that your destiny demands. It will happen very suddenly and it will happen almost overnight <laughs> a friend of mine invited me to come and see his TV studios and I went down to see his TV studios it was a big TV huge TV studios radio studios all of this stuff and I said wow when did this happen he said well look it happened really fast some people call it an overnight success what they don't know is that it took 20 years for for me to experience an overnight success Hallelujah. You know, the truth is that your overnight success is going to be the result of years that God has been focusing you and giving you a clearer vision and aligning your life and your lifestyle in the direction of that particular vision. But when the cup is full and when everything is in alignment, it will not take God any length of time to get you where he wants you. Mm. Yeah, John the Baptist is he's 30 years old. He spent 30 years preparing for six months. God can fire you really quickly, but he's got to focus you first. And let's, let's be honest, sometimes we're just not focused. We're kind of all over the place. We haven't learned to concentrate. We haven't written down our goals. We're not very clear about our vision. But once you get clear and you start concentrating, he can fire you. And within no time, you will get where you're going. Can I preach this a little bit more today? Is this all right so far? Watch this very carefully. Sometimes, in order to cause maximum damage to the enemy stronghold, they would dip the arrow in oil and then set it on fire so that it became a flaming arrow and it would set on fire anything it touched. <laughs> You see, ladies and gentlemen, not only does God want to focus me, he wants to set me on fire. 
He wants to dip me in his oil of his anointing and set me on fire. Because it's one thing to be a nominal Christian in a position of secular power, but it's another thing to be a Holy Ghost anointed, fire baptized, tongue talking believer that's on fire for Jesus and you've got millions at your disposal and power in your hands. God wants to set us on fire so that wherever you go, it catches fire. I say, God, don't, 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 don't fire me off till you set me on fire because where you're sending me, I need to change that atmosphere entirely. Woo. Almost there now. In order to give me velocity, distance, accuracy, he is going to have to generate elastic energy. And the way he's going to generate it is to pull me back. He's got to pull me back before he releases me. Because if he releases me without pulling me back, I'm just going to fall to the floor. But if I will let him pull me back, when he lets me go, I will move with such power, such precision, such accuracy, such force, nothing will get in my way if I let him pull me back. Some folks cannot be fired because they will not be pulled back. Ooh. Some folks cannot be fired because instead of realizing that every setback was really a setup for a breakthrough, you started complaining, you folded your arms, you wouldn't come to church, you wouldn't praise the Lord, you wouldn't continue to worship. But let me tell you that your setback is a setup for a breakthrough. And if you receive it as such, if you understand that the reason God had to pull you back was so he could load you up with elastic power and energy so that when he releases you, you simply will not stop. Now, I stopped by to give some good news to somebody today. Someone who doesn't understand why the business failed. Someone who doesn't understand why the marriage failed. Someone who doesn't understand why your health failed. Someone who doesn't understand why you've been through so much. Why it's been hard for you. Why you've been going through hard times. Because let me tell you, the only people that God trusts when it comes to releasing them with power are the people that have felt the pain of a setback because when you felt the pain of a setback you know something you know something <laughs> you see let me tell you look look if he just if he just let go of the string and I take off then I know that I took off but if I let him pull me back then I know that it was not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. I move forward with humility. I move forward with thanksgiving. I move forward with an attitude of gratitude because I have felt the pain of a setback. 
So is it any wonder, is it any wonder that some, some of the people that are making the fastest financial progress are those that have felt the pain of poverty and suffering and of a business failure. Many of the people that are becoming self-made millionaires and billionaires in the world today have filed bankruptcy at one point in their life because they were down to nothing. What was really happening? What's really happening when you're down to nothing? The devil, think, the devil thinks you're over. I came to tell somebody, if you're down to nothing right now, that is not the end of your story. If you're down to rock bottom right now, that's not the end of your story. It's just that the warrior, the archer, he has pulled you back so far that there's only one direction left for you to go. There's only one direction left for you to go. He doesn't trust people that have never felt the pain of a setback. People that have never felt the pain of a disappointment. The pain of betrayal the pain of abandonment, the pain of sabotage. Because the reality is that leadership, leadership is not, is not about a technical skill. Technical skill does not qualify you to lead. It is your capacity to withstand and to endure some of the bombardments that come against your person and against your character. See, if you cannot handle criticism, if you cannot handle rejection, if you cannot handle betrayal, if you cannot handle abandonment, if you cannot handle sabotage, if you cannot handle that, you are not ready to lead. Which is why with Joseph, what's this? You know, Joseph became the most powerful man in the world, but not before God pulled him back. Now you're going to get accused of something you didn't do. Now, now you're going to, now you're going to be, you're going to be convicted and you're going to go to prison for it. Now you're in prison. The guy you helped is going to forget you. You see, because Joseph would allow God to pull him back and keep trusting and never lose his faith and never lose his love. Then when God let him go, it happened within 24 hours. He went from the pit to the palace. That was the arrow. He went from the pit to the palace and nothing could stop him. His criminal record couldn't stop him. His, his enemies couldn't stop him. His ethnicity could not stop him. His nationality could not stop him. He went from the pit to the palace because God could bring him back. God could take him forward. I'm almost going where I'm going now. Watch this. Watch this. Another, another ancient form of, of the arrow or the catapult was the sling. Same principle, the sling. The sling with which David uh, slew the giant. Yeah, because what you have to do is you have to work up that, 
that potential energy, then release it for it to become kinetic energy, and then if you are if you can swing it hard enough, then you're going to be building up the power that gets behind that stone. And some people will have no power, have no power because you won't let God swing you round. Uh, you know, you just won't let God swing you. But how many of you have felt like, oh my gosh, I'm just going round in circles here. I'm just going round in circles here. I'm just coming back to square one. I've been here before. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. It's like God is swinging me around. He's not just swinging you around, friend. He's building up your power. He's building up your power. Which is why God said, Joshua, walk around Jericho. Okay, Lord, I didn't walk around it again. <laughs> okay, Lord, I didn't walk around it again. And keep walking around it. And walk around it. Because as you're walking around it, I'm building up something. So that when I let you go, the wall will fall down. Came to tell those of you who feel like you've been going round and round in circles, it is not over. It is not over. God has been priming you and prepping you for a release date. And when he releases you, if you've been able to endure the pullbacks and the setbacks, and if you've been able to endure the swinging round and round, then let me tell you, when he releases you, you will have so much power, so much thunder, so much might, so much glory. Woo! It's going to be amazing to watch you go. In fact, if I take my eyes off you, I might miss you. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, watch the space. Say, I'm about to take off. Now, now I said all of that to say what I'm going to say right now. And what I'm going to say right now is prophetic. So it's entirely up to you if you want to receive it. If you don't want to receive it, this is entirely up to you. But while I was praying into the service, I saw a vision. And here's the vision. Now you need to understand that the, that the regiment of the archers in, in the ancient art of war would typically fire at the same time. So that a hail of arrows would fall on the enemy's camp and take out so many of them that it would create a path for the foot soldiers to come through and simply clean up. So while I was praying, I saw this hail of flaming arrows coming out of the house on the rock. Now, let me tell you, the devil doesn't have any defense against a flaming arrow. You understand what I'm saying? That flaming arrow has been dipped in the anointing oil and set on fire by the Holy Ghost that's being pointed in the enemy's camp. And God sent me here to simply say this, that actually, you know, it's not, it's not that God is trying to fire you into your dream life. That's nonsense. That's, that's toys for boys. God is, not, God is not about to fire you into your dream life. Weapons for warriors means that he's aiming at an enemy stronghold, fortress, installation, or troops. He's aiming at the enemy. So that where he's about to fire you is where the enemy is currently encamped. So I saw this 
hail of flaming arrows coming out of the house on the rock and literally falling on the marketplace of Nigeria. I see you falling into spheres of influence and arenas of authority. I see you falling on government. I see you falling on business and finance. I see you falling on the private sector. I see you falling on culture, on education, on art, on entertainment, on science, on academia. I see you falling on every sphere of influence and every and corner of the marketplace and you're landing and as you are landing you're setting everything on fire I'm here to tell you Nigeria Nigeria is is going to be it's going to be a model of restoration reformation and regeneration because God is about to set it on fire with Holy Ghost fire because he is launching out of this house arrows and it doesn't matter what shield the enemy puts up to protect his interests in this nation you with your fire are gonna fall on it and fall in it and set it on fire not destructive fire but Holy Ghost fire you're gonna set it on fire and you're gonna land in it and so all he wants you to do right now is focus Set your eyes on a target. Lift your hands up to heaven right now. Set your sights on a target. That target may be a position in your locality that gives you influence over its governance. It may be a position in the private sector or in the arena of finance. It may be a position in education entertainment art <laughs> oh, oh my gosh and all it's taking is uh, it's taken these years for God to focus you to focus you but see once he's got you focused and he's got you fired up it is not going to take any length of time to get you on location are you ready house on the rock lift your hands up to the father right now i'm going to pray that before this week is out testimonies will come in from some of you that are going to land a new position this very week i pray your phone call comes to you your email comes to you your knock on the door comes to you because if you're focused god said i'm ready to fire you in the name of jesus lift those hands up to heaven right now and i dare you to pray in the holy ghost i dare you to pray in the holy ghost dip yourself in the oil and get on fire dip yourself in the oil and get on fire i dare you to pray in the holy ghost and as you pray in the holy ghost Perhaps you will see with me a hail of flaming arrows. Landing on the marketplace. 
landing in all the four corners, landing on every enemy stronghold, landing. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. You've been listening to a live sermon at ICANN Community Church. We hope that you feel inspired, informed, and empowered to take your life to the next level. We want to build a relationship with you, whether you attend ICC or not. Of course, we would love for you to visit or even to join. And if that's not possible, we can still stay in touch. Go to our website at www. ICANNCommunityChurch.com and subscribe to our mailing list for updates on special events which may be coming to an area near you. Until next time, this is Bishop Wayne Malcolm saying God bless you.